Hello, hello, and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lion. Hmm. I am going to start this show by just asking all of the Buddhas to guide me into bringing the deepest essence, feeling, experience of deep trust, unshakable faith, knowing that we are guided. Ooh, and I can already, I'm in a tender spot today, you guys. And I literally have it on my schedule that today at this time, I would sit down and make this podcast. And it's funny because right like in this moment, like especially for the last two hours since I woke up, I have been in a deep process of asking my body to stay in deep faith, to stay in the unshakable faith that I have been cultivating, that I feel, that I embody. And, you know, yesterday I wrote a post. I haven't posted it yet. I'll, I'll post it after I make this. About how I, I wish that others could feel the deep sense of trust in the universe that I feel. I wish I could share that with you. And I do in Sanctuary because this is actually, um, when we're talking about the throat chakra, yes, we're talking about expression and honesty and using our voice, but we are also talking about our unshakable faith. When we live in full alignment, alignment happens in the throat chakra as we cross between the heart and the third eye. The alignment happens there in the throat. And the alignment is what allows us to have this unshakable faith, or as Carolyn Mays would say, a faith amongst fear that is unfathomable by the average human. That was a terrible I'm like looking around for her book it's not near me that was a that was a terrible reference of whatever she said but like the faith that we have is like almost non-human like most humans could not even have this faith and a lot of the people that we see online for example who are like living these incredibly extraordinary lives and we think to ourselves oh, they must just be rich, or they had rich parents, or they just had everything handed to them. Why is it so easy for them? A lot of these people just actually had deep, unshakable faith, and then the universe met them halfway. I believe that cultivating this sense of deep faith and trust with the universe is actually what helps us manifest our most extraordinary lives. Because the opposite of faith is what? Victimhood. The opposite of faith is victimhood. So if you don't have faith and something happens to you, you know, for example, what I'm going through right now, which I would share with you guys, but this is a this is a legal situation in my life now. Um, that I will definitely share with you once it has blown over, 
hoping that it blows over very, very soon. But an old version of myself would have just completely crumbled underneath this situation. I would have been the biggest victim. Why me? Why me? Why me? The world doesn't love me. The world doesn't want me to be happy. God doesn't want me to be happy. Everybody's against me, you know? I have this Vaseline jar that is literally so empty. If you could see me right now, pathetically trying to scrape like the tiniest amount out of it. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, when we go into victim, when we go into why me, the world's against me, we very quickly spiral into a lower vibration, into a lower frequency, and then we magnetize more of that. The universe says, oh, that's the dimension you want to live in? Okay. I see you. We'll let you start to spiral down into that frequency and see the life that you create at that frequency. And right now, I really feel like the universe is like, hey, Jane, we just gave you literally everything you ever asked for and more. But guess what? There's a big old catch. There's a big old catch. And it's going to have to do with you being gay, probably. So how's that going to go for you? How are you going to handle that, you know? How are you going to overcome this adversity? Are you going to crumble? And are you going to say, universe, you don't love me. You're not taking care of me. Why would you do this to me? Are you going to say... Just as I wrote in my journal this morning. I said, I said, I'm going to do my very best to not get fired up and take action, but instead to stay present, smart, clear-minded, tactical in the way that I decide to handle this. To stay... I, I don't know if that was the part of my journal that I was really trying to, <laughs> trying to reference. Oh, here's the part. What in our karma allowed for us to call this in? You know, what, what in our karma is coming up that needs to be cleared that allowed this kind of negativity to come in? Um, what are we meant to learn from this? You know, I think I've already learned a lot, but like there's a big lesson here for the two of us. For me and Bruno, this is something that me and Bruno are going through as a, as a couple, as a united team in a neighborhood where we perhaps are not wanted. And the last question that, that really, God, I'm feeling so emotional, but the last question is, how is this all aligning perfectly in the grander scheme of things? And the next sentence I wrote, right now I don't see it. Right now, I don't see how this is going to be perfect in the big picture, how I'm going to look back on this and see, oh, it had to happen that way. Right now, I don't see it. And that's okay. That's why we have faith. That's why we surrender. So I wanted to start today by talking about, like, what is faith? You know, because we're raised in this very Christian society that's like, just have faith in God. Just have faith in God. And the God that I was raised to have faith in was such a, 
I think in the academic, the word polyclitos comes to mind, if there's any of my art history or theological history majors out there. Like this scary god, that god that's like looming over you on the roof of the cathedral, like, I see you sinning and you'll go to hell. Like, you know, having faith that that guy is going to like take care of you and protect you. I didn't feel that growing up, but who I did feel faith in was like Mother Mary because I would pray the rosary to Mother Mary and I I always felt that kind of divine feminine wisdom with me. But growing up, I did not have a lot of faith at all. I did not have a lot of trust. I didn't trust any of the adults around me. I did not trust one per like I have so many memories of being like a 3 or 4 year old and looking around at the adults and going Nobody here knows what they're doing. Nobody here knows how to take care of a child. I have to take care of these people. So I didn't feel a lot of faith or trust growing up. And when I went to college, that got even worse, right? And college is when my mental illness really started spiraling down. And I didn't have any faith. I didn't have any spiritual connection to some power higher than myself. And so... If when you think about the word faith, you really are like, you know, you feel that kind of Christian culture conditioning inside of you. Let's just take a breath into that and let it go. (sighs) Shake it off. Do you believe in some sort of higher power in your life? If you're listening to my podcasts, I'm going to assume that you do. And I want you to feel into what that higher power is for you. You know, for me, it is a very specific Buddhist deity. And I call on him, and I say his his mantras, and I feel his presence with me, and I even feel, like, moved to tears when I contemplate the mystical connection that I have with this presence. And that took me a long time to cultivate. But I want, and so I want you to feel this that I feel, but you have to start with asking yourself, okay, where do I have faith? What's the higher power in my world? How does it show up for me? How do I see it? How do I experience it? How do I witness it? And you know what else is crazy? Um, Bruna and I, we're like not like angel numbers type of people. We're like people always ask me, I saw two, two, two. What's that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Google it. (laughs) I love that you all think I am just this hotbed of wisdom, but I don't know numerology at all. So anyways, Bruna and I keep seeing fours, four, 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 like five fours in a row. And the other day we were going on a date and we got in the car in the middle of the date. And it was like, The screen was like 444, 44 degrees, and like it was like April 4th, something, something, right? And we were just like, what are all these fours? So then we Googled, like, if I see five, if I keep seeing a sequence of five fours in a row, what does that mean? And I was just blown away by what I found. We're on this little date and I'm researching this, and it's like, right now, Your faith and devotion is being shaken and you have got to stay in your highest trust. That's what these numbers mean. These numbers are showing up because something is, you know, not going right 
your faith is being called into question right now. And these four, four, fours are reminding you to stay in alignment with that highest power, with that highest being, whatever that is for you, with God, with the universe, with spirit. And to remember that lightness, that joy that you will always be taken care of. The universe is not out to get you, but the universe is always going to be teaching you something. So who is your higher power? Is it, you know, is it when you see two, 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 two? My little sister, she said the cutest thing. Um, she kept sending me pictures of orange cars. And I was like, what's the deal with the orange cars? And she was like, oh, whenever I see an orange car, it's like the universe telling me I'm like doing good. This is a 14-year-old. I was like, I love that. And I talk about this with my students a lot. This comes up in the records a lot sometimes. Like if you see Kuan Yin popping up over and over again, then you know that Kuan Yin is there as one of your guides. If you see a lotus image everywhere when you think of something and it connects you to something, that's a, that's a, a form of spirit showing up for you saying, hey, I'm here. But we need to start looking for these things. We need to start looking for the evidence that we're being supported. So I have an assignment for you. This is actually one of the first assignments that I was given when I started practicing at the Buddhist temple. Lama Sonam said to me, I don't even remember, he would just always give me these great little assignments. Um, I don't see him much anymore, but gosh, he was, he was such a guide of mine when I first started at the temple. And he said, okay, Jane, so here's what I want you to do. Take out a piece of paper, write a zero at one end, and then make a big line across the paper and at the other right, at the other side, write the number of the age you are now. So I, if I were doing that today, I would write 28. And I haven't done this in a minute, so maybe I, maybe I need to do it with y'all. Zero all the way to 28, okay? And then put a check mark for each year, one through 28. These are the years of your life, right? So now you've got this kind of grid. And what you're going to do is each year... And for most of us, it's like around five, six, seven that we start having memories, right? So at five years old, what is your main memory, right? I probably wrote down like, my parents split. I remember that. I started at a public school instead of a private school. I remember that. Um, you know, in second grade, I learned to play the guitar. I remember that. Um, I was in a play in fourth grade, and I remember that like my family got like really wealthy that year, you know, like just writing down these memories. Um, oh, I remember that like my nanny passed away when I was in like third grade and that was like really tragic. And it's just, you start writing down the, like the big events, the main memories you have of each year of your life leading all the way up until now. And you'll see as you get closer and closer, you have much more memories, but we want to keep it like the big events, like started college, had my first boyfriend, right? had my breakup, all that, right? The big events. And then you've got the big events kind of laid out in front of you. And this is when we kind of make it a scale. And I kind of like to refer to this as like a life map. 
So what you're going to do is at zero, you'll start at zero. And then maybe you, you were like, I was born and it goes up, right? My finger's going up on the scale and it's going up, up, up. Oh, and then my parents got divorced and it goes down, down, down. Oh, but I started at a new school and I made lots of great friends and then it goes up, up, up. And we want to kind of use a scale to actually see, to actually see the up and downs of your life. You guys, it's kind of cool. Now, obviously, I haven't seen everybody's life, but when Lama Sonam told me to do this, he said, you'll realize that there's always been something taking care of you. You'll realize that when it got really, really bad, something good happened to help bring it back up again. And what you'll see is this up and down, up and down, up and down. And it might be really extreme ups and downs. And we want to bring those extremes to kind of a smaller wavelength as we engage onto the spiritual path. So I want you to do this and see, because what I saw is like, oh, I would get low, 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 low. Things would get so, 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 so bad. And then this amazing blessing came in that I didn't realize at the time was a blessing. It was just like life was happening, you know? (laughs) We don't really, I wasn't really seeing life that way as like, wow, I'm really, really low and now things are really, really high. Like yesterday I had a really, really stressful day because we got this terrible news that we're like not really wanted here anymore. And then at the same time, I was handed a $7,000 check yesterday, kind of out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, universe, like, you kind of punched me in the gut this morning and then you, like, sent me this really nice thing. And so, like, I'm listening. I'm listening. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for lifting me up and letting me know that, like, yes, you're, you're afraid, but we're also taking care of you. We're protecting you, maybe. You know? So when you do this life map... You get to see how the universe really has taken care of you. Or you get to see that someone has really been there for you. Or you get to see that you've really overcome a lot of adversity. Or you get to see that you've really taken amazing care of yourself. That you've really grown into an incredible adult, spiritual human being. So there's your assignment for this week. Go and do that. And let me know how it goes. Because Honestly, the only reason I could see that you were like, nope, the universe just continually fucked me over for the last 20, 30 years of my life. If you do this life map and it's just down, 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 like you, you, you're probably dead. Like I don't, if you're still alive, I don't think that it can go down, 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 because if you're still alive and breathing, and have the luxury of listening to a podcast, then there's definitely some upward curves there. So notice the blessings. And once I did this practice, I realized how fucking blessed I was. I was like, whoa. And it kind of helped me snap out of the victim energy of like, wow, the universe has always taken care of me. Even when I was really, really scared, it would slip in something like a random $7,000 check to be like, hey, I know you're really stressed out right now, 
but we're teaching you something and we're going to keep taking care of you, okay? And what I found about the universe is that if you're not noticing the blessings, they will stop coming. You have to notice the blessings. So once you do this, you can start looking around in your life and becoming aware of how much the universe actually is taking care of you. But for me, I don't really think that I experienced unshakable faith until the pandemic started, which is kind of wild to me. Like my partner, Bruna, if you guys want, I mean, I, I would love to have her on to share her like story of immigrating here because it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, and like meeting someone like her and like spending my life and like every day with someone like her, this woman has the deepest faith and devotion, like unshakable faith and devotion. And that's what got her to where she is today, you know? Um, and so being with her and seeing someone who lives that way, who lives with the deepest knowing that I am so taken care of and that I have all of the Dharma protectors with me, it, it really inspired me. And yet, you know, I think of my life before the pandemic, I was not living in faith and devotion. I was living in survival. I was working like 60 hours a week, teaching like eight classes a week, working every lunch shift, working weekend dinners, getting like maybe two, three Reiki clients a week and barely scraping by. Every time it came time to pay rent, I would be so stressed. And I see my life before the pandemic and it was like work, 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 stress, 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 stress. Never have enough, never have enough, never have enough. And no faith. <laughs> no faith was involved there. So for me, when I got the phone call, hey, restaurants closing, yoga studios closing, it's actually illegal now for you to leave the house. We're not sure how you're going to get paid, apply for unemployment. Oh, and then we're going to have an earthquake tomorrow morning also. So get ready for the earthquake. You're going to be so scared. <laughs> oh, and there's a pandemic taking over the planet that may or may not kill you in a slow, painful death. <laughs> I will never forget. I was actually in Bruna's tiny apartment, sitting on her bed next to her, knowing I was going to get this phone call and feeling like hanging up the phone. And feeling the most incredible, deep sense of just trust rush over my body. Like, I will never forget that feeling. Because that was the moment that I realized everything was shifting. And I wonder if anyone else felt this. I know a lot of people went into panic. I went into the most calm and also curious and also confused and also like, what the fuck is going on? But also like, I'm going to be taken care of. The universe isn't going to let this all fall apart. I think I'm going to be okay. And I just like 
really sank into that and was like, I get a break now. I get a break. I get to be with my girlfriend who I love, who I never see. I get to stop worrying about all this mundane shit and all and just like pray. And I went into prayer. We were doing Vajrasattva practice like daily. <sighs> because that was all we could do, you know? And all of a sudden, deposits I had forgotten about were being sent back to me. Checks that I didn't know I was going to receive were being sent to me. I was chosen as like, there was this tip your server campaign and I was chosen out of my whole restaurant to get this like fat check to help me be taken care of. Like all of a sudden, all of these things were happening. You know, we were so supported. I had Bruna, I had my Buddhist community, I had my family, like it was like, we're going to be okay. And we were okay. I mean, if any of you got unemployment, unemployment checks were more than I've ever been paid in my life. So I was very well taken care of during that time. But it wasn't about the money. It was about the deep knowing that I'm going to be okay. That yes, this is scary. This is really scary. But I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to find a way to be a leader through all of this. I'm going to find a way to show up in this faith I'm feeling and try to serve others. And I wasn't sure how to do that because I wasn't sure how to explain what was happening. And I think I saw so many leaders out there trying to be like, this is what's happening. When really, you know, I just needed to stand up and say, this is scary. Everything is unknown. This is the beautiful ambiguity of the life of suffering that we live here on earth. And let's try to take care of our nervous systems so that we can heal with the time that we have to heal. And for me, that pandemic was the biggest blessing that could have ever entered my life. It taught me unshakable faith. It said, we're going to take away everything from you. And for about a year, you're going to do pretty much nothing with your life, but focus on your own healing and your own studies and your own education and your own prayers. And then before you know it, you're going to be running your own business. It's just going to be thriving. And I just listened. I just put my head down and said, guide me, guide me. You know, and I think that the way that I pray is, you know, every day I just, I sit and I just say, guide me, speak for me, show me what I need to do next. I'm not sitting here going, what do I need to do in my business today? I'm going, presence higher than me, Guru Rinpoche, please guide me, speak for me, make moves through me. And then there's a book, actually, that I think you should all go read um, that really inspired this feeling of unshakable faith. It really, really inspired me a lot. I would say this book changed my life. And it's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. He also wrote The Untethered Soul. I love The Untethered Soul. I think I've referenced that book more in my classes than anything else. Um, but... Um, the untethered soul is kind of his, how do I explain it? His, 
philosophy about yoga and meditation and awakening the mind and he doesn't share anything about himself. He's just like, hey, I'm this guy named Mickey and here's how I became enlightened. But it's not how I became enlightened. It's like, here's what I have discovered about the mind and the way that the untethered soul works. And so you're reading this book and you're like, who is this guy? Like, how did he come up with all this? It's so good. And then you find the surrender experiment and it's like, oh, this is how it happened. So Michael Singer writes this incredible book about how he just decided, and this is the privilege of a white educated man, right? He just decided, I am going to completely surrender to the universe. I'm going to take the path of least resistance. I am going to sit in meditation and ask to be guided. And the story of this book and where he ends up is wild. Is wild. He builds like this multi-million dollar tech company on a whim. And the thing I love about this book is that there's actually, I feel like controversy is a strong word because I wouldn't say it's that controversial, but definitely polarizing in some ways. Because, you know, he ends up like chartering himself a private jet. Like he totally starts the book with like, I was in a privately chartered jet to fly to a business deal. And you're kind of like, me being the environmentalist, like, bro, why'd you need to charter a jet? Like who needs, you guys, just like side note. I know, I happen to know people who have their own planes. Planes are cool. That's fun. A jet, who the fuck needs a private jet? Seriously. Seriously, though. Okay. PSA over. You don't need a private jet. (laughs) Don't build a world where that's your desire. It's so bad for the environment and it will drain your money. And it's not that cool. Not that I've been on a private jet. (laughs) But I just, when you started the book that way, I was kind of like, why? But again, this is an old guy. Old white men have different views of how they want to spend their money than I do, I guess. But (laughs) we'll see if I leave that side note in there. But this book, like if you can read it really objectively with just the beautiful lesson that it's here to share, like it's so amazing because what he starts to think about is like, right, so I look into my yard. I'm not doing anything to my yard. I haven't planted anything. I, you know, the the rain has been raining and there are flowers coming up. There's grass growing. The trees are blooming. Nobody's trying to get them to bloom. The trees aren't like working nine to five to bloom. No one's coming around to like get the grass to keep growing. And the point that I'm trying to make that Michael Singer tries to make in his book is that the universe supports life in abundance. You know, like I was on my walk this morning and there's just tulips everywhere. There's those cute little tiny lavender looking purple flowers. I don't know what they're called. They're like just growing in groves everywhere, everywhere. It's just this abundance of flowers in the springtime. And yeah, maybe people planted them, but a lot of them are weeds. The life supports life. The trees are blooming, the most beautiful blooms. Life is supporting life. 
And, you know, I love to bring it back to our our cavemen times, right? Our hunter-gatherer times when we actually were more nutritionally healthy. We we had such healthier nutrition when we were hunter-gatherers because we just simply relied on the abundance of mushrooms and berries and herbs and maybe the hunt that we would get every once in a while that we would collect every day there was such an abundance and a biodiversity of natural foods and supplements for us that our ancestors were actually much healthier in terms of their nutritional diets they also weren't sitting in desks or laboring in fields or you know driving around in cars all day And their bodies were much stronger and healthier. They didn't have bulging discs. They didn't have torn rotator cuffs. They weren't getting migraines, you know. They allowed life to just support them. And did they struggle? And was there fear? And did people die? Of course. Like, of course, we've come so far in being able to keep ourselves alive. And we're so lucky, but... How many of us are actually just trusting in the planet and the intelligence of the planet to take care of us? A lot of us have this belief of, I have to be productive, I have to work nine to five, I have to grind in order for the universe to take care of me. And I'm here to say, let's try something different. What if I wake up every day and pure devotion to my life as a bodhisattva? And I ask to be guided in service and in love and in empowerment to all beings and trust that in return the universe will give me the gifts and the security and the protection that I need so that I feel safe. Well, it's end of April of 2022 and the past two years I have quantum leaped my life in incredible ways due to simply this faith. And I remember when I read that book, I was on this glamorous weekend in San Diego. I had one client. I had five yoga students in Sunrise. And I just trusted that I was building a life of my dreams. I just trusted it, that the universe was going to take care of me as long as I just kept showing up I don't need to do all this. I mean, I did a lot of business strategy, but like I didn't grind and hustle. I just show up every day. And the universe takes care of me. And I just always have that trust. I have that deep trust. And today I'm in a place in my life and where this is a nervous system thing. You know? This is a nervous system thing. So... You know, I my mind brings me back to the last time, which was probably three or four years ago, the last time that I woke up at like 5 a.m. so anxious about money. Like I want you to think about the things that like, <laughs> and I was thinking about this this morning, you guys, because I'm under so much stress right now, and I always ask my students this, how do you feel right when you wake up in the morning? Because I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, ah, 
it's morning and I'm waking up and I hear the birds singing outside. And then my brain's like, let's think of all of the things that you're stressed about right now. Let's think about all the unknown things that you can't solve. Let's bring up all of Jane's fears and worries that she might not be safe, that she might not be okay. And that's been my brain the past week or two when I wake up. Just because the universe really is pushing me, right? Normally I wake up and I'm like, good morning world. And I just think about all the things I get to do today. But when your faith is being tested, I think it's pretty normal. And I wonder who resonates with this, who's listening. Like you wake up in the morning and it feels like your brain is just like, or you wake up in the middle of the night and it feels like your brain's just like, what's something we can stress about right now? What's something we're really worried about that we can just roll around on in our minds while we try to sleep tonight? And a reminder, if you struggle with stuff like this, if you wake up really anxious or stressed in the morning feeling like everything's so hard, in the early mornings, our cortisol levels in our brains are at their highest when we're coming out of our sleep. And this is, again, a caveman, cave girl thing. You want to wake up and make sure you're safe, that no one's put you in danger. And so we wake up usually feeling pretty anxious or stressed or just our mind is running with all of the things that we're worried about. And so something that I try to do, and I don't know, we respond to stress in a couple of different ways. Um, One of them is just shutting down, collapsing, right? That's not me. (laughs) My way of handling stress is taking action. And that's not always the best thing, actually. It's one of my biggest flaws is that I will be like, no, I need to fix this right now. And it's like, well, Jane, you can't fix this right now. And I will spend all day trying to figure out how to fix it now instead of relaxing my nervous system and finding a peaceful frequency within my body, which is actually what we need to do. It's about getting the nervous system into a place of trust with the universe. Okay? So if you're waking up those ways... If you're waking up thinking about all the things that you're stressed to do, I want you to notice what you do. Do you, A, want to just stay in bed and scroll on your phone and sleep in and keep sleeping and just like push it all away? Do you want to numb it all out by like overworking and distracting yourself? Are you like me and you're like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to just do everything I can to fix this and then kind of let that stress carry into your day? How do you cope? I want you to feel into like the thing that is really stressing you out right now, that unknown thing, that ambiguity in your life, that thing that you're you're not sure about, that thing that's causing you stress and anguish. I want you to think about it and feel into it. Let's breathe in. Feel the charge that it holds in your body. Feel where it is and breathe into it again. And what if I told you that that thing you're scared about, you're stressed about, even if the worst thing happens, even if the worst case happens, even if all of your fears are true, that you'll be okay? How does it feel to just contemplate that? Even if the worst case scenario happens, 
I'm still going to survive and I'm going to be okay. And I'll be stronger for it, maybe. I'll have learned something new. I'll have cleared some of the negative karma that maybe caused this to arise. And what I do now is when I wake up, like I did this morning, just making a list of everything in my mind that was unsure, that I couldn't fix, that I couldn't take care of right now, that is out of my control, instead of getting up and festering about it and doing what I do, which is trying to fix everything now or get really fiery and go attack someone. (laughs) Not really attack, but you know. When you feel that charge in your body, I want you to notice the way that you want to react. Do you want to shut down? Do you want to numb out? Do you want to get angry? Do you want to go yell at someone? Do you want to take it out on someone? Do you just victimize yourself and go downward? What do you do to cope with the stress? And how can we create some sort of ritual, some sort of space where we can return to our faith? Where we can find our faith and devotion and really allow the nervous system to settle into a sense of safety. Because that's the craziest thing that I've noticed about this experience. There was one moment yesterday morning when I got a message and my heart was pounding. And I was like, whoa, this is really fucking with my nervous system. Because my heart was pounding so hard. But I realized for the past two weeks we've been dealing with this and my anxiety level has actually been, I would say, below 10%. Like for something that is quite stressful, my body is actually handling it quite well because I've been working on healing my nervous system for so long and cultivating my unshakable faith. And rewiring my beliefs that I'm not worthy and that I'm not deserving and that the world is out to get me. Because I can promise you this, if you're a good person, and if you go into the world every day with the intention of being loving towards other people and just being some sort of light in the world, the universe isn't going to punish you for that. Our, our past karma is going to come up to be, to be healed and released and cleared, Absolutely. Are we going to have hardship and suffering? Of course we are. But is the world directly punishing you because you are bad? No, honey. Never. Never. The world loves you and it just wants to teach you things. And if you're not willing to see your blessings and if you're not willing to learn your lessons, it'll just keep coming up and coming up and coming up. As Pema Chodron teaches us, The lessons that you need to learn will just continue arising throughout this life and every single lifetime until you decide to learn them. So the lesson I'm having to learn right now is to not take messy action, but to stay very, very calm and clear and tactical about the choices that I make today and every day throughout the situation. So... I woke up and instead of calling the list of lawyers that I need to do, you know, instead of starting my day on a stressful note of doing that, I went on a really long walk. 
I listened to a podcast. I listened to Call Her Daddy specifically because it's just a bunch of silly things that don't relate to me. You know, I, I sometimes I choose to listen to a podcast that is so far away from my own life. I don't need to listen to spiritual podcasts all the time. I don't need to listen to healing podcasts all the time. I don't need to listen to higher self podcasts all the time. Listening to a podcast that's just chit chat. Another one of my favorites that's just like chatty, nothing too wild is um, What's the Tea with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Just so that I could walk through my beautiful neighborhood, give prayers to the neighborhood, give blessings to the neighborhood, listen to something that's going to get my mind off of things, look at the beautiful mountains, the sunrise, breathing the fresh air, just blessing my neighborhood, embracing my neighborhood, this place that I feel like doesn't want me here, and and connecting with it with my heart and saying, I, I, I deserve to be here. Let us show you that we're good people. And then I, you know, did moved through my yoga practice on the deck and I sat in prayers and it's funny because I feel like it was once I sat in my prayers that I broke down again, that I was like, oh, I'm so angry. And I feel like when I'm in prayer is when I get to be whatever I am. It's when I get to say, I'm mad, I'm angry, this isn't fair. And that's when I say, please help me see clearly, please guide me, please help me to make the best decisions today. Please be with me. Show me. And as I go into these prayers and my mantras and everything, I, I feel this warm calm coming over me. And I sit down and I, I journal everything that's coming up and I let it just be on the page. And what, what I'm telling you is that, yes, I had a morning ritual, you could call it, but for me, it wasn't my morning ritual. It was me creating space between the stress that I'm feeling. It was me giving my body a couple of hours to release the stress and the anger and the resentment and to ask for it to be released and to come back into this place of unshakable faith within myself. And I even thought, can you even make an episode right now? Because you are like shaken. You are a little shaken. And it's not that I'm shaken in the way that I think something bad is going to happen to me or that I think that we're not going to be okay or that we're not going to be safe or whatever. It's like, first of all, I'm a lion. And the people that are choosing to fuck with us don't know that I'm a lion <laughs> and don't know how well taken care of I am and don't know how much we are loved in our community and don't know what great people we actually are. And so I just get angry, you know, I get angry that I'm seeing an injustice in my own life and anger is okay. It's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up for feeling that way. But having unshakable faith means not acting on the anger. It means not shooting myself in the foot because I'm an angry, fiery, entitled redhead. <laughs> you know? No. It means I'm going to keep a peaceful frequency in my body and in my home and let that ripple out and trust that it's going to ripple back my way 
And that if I stay peaceful and loving while also standing up for myself, while also being aware of my rights as a person, while also saying this isn't okay, how can we make it okay? That's how we stay in our power and we stay in our faith and we stay in our devotion. And so I am going to take time today to take action on this, but centered, clear, thoughtful action. Not reactive, angry action. That would be a mistake. And my teacher in Nepal, he says, and this sticks with me all the time, a moment of anger that is acted upon can burn through a lifetime of positive karma in a moment. A moment of anger that is acted upon can burn through a lifetime of positive karma in a moment. And so what I'm saying is that it's okay that I this morning said, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. This isn't okay. We get angry because we see injustice. So we need to have anger. I always use this example like if I saw my neighbor kicking her dog and I wasn't angry about it, I would just keep watching my neighbor kick her dog, right? I've never seen my neighbor kick her dog. This is just an example. But the anger that I feel because I see her kicking her dog is what's going to propel me forward to say, hey, 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 stop. You can't do that. That's not okay. Don't kick your dog. I will take your dog. Do you need me to take your dog? Do I need to call like animal protection services on you? The anger is what propels us to stop injustice from happening. Okay, now acting on anger would be me running across the street and then kicking her, <laughs> you know, and kidnapping her dog and not giving her dog back to her. That would be acting on anger. We want to act with wrathful compassion. Wrathful compassion is, <gasps> lady, what are you doing? You can't kick your dog. What's wrong? Why are you doing this? It's not okay. He's a living being. He feels pain. You can't treat him this way, you know? There, do you see how there's a difference there? Whew. So... I want you to tune into your own sense of unshakable faith. I want you to tune into the places in your life where maybe you don't feel that deep sense of safety and protection and security. But I want you to believe this, what I say to you now. The universe is taking care of you. The earth is holding you. You could do nothing and in some way, if you, have, if you hold on to that faith, if you stay in that frequency, the universe will keep taking care of you. And I say this from a place of deep embodiment. As shaken as I am today, as much as I feel, you know, like the victim in me really wants to be loud, we're not going to go there. Mm -mm. Nope. Especially as queer people, we have to stay out of our victimhood. We have to. And it's even hard to, it's hard to, I never assumed that the neighborhood would have a problem with us being here. 
And there's just been a few comments that are just giving me that idea. And I'm trying so hard to stay out of victimhood. And I'm trying so hard to stay in the place of we're great people. We're great people. And people will love getting to know us. And we get to change people's minds about the judgments they have about who they think we are. And we're going to love them through their judgments. And we're going to forgive them for it. So I want you to feel into those places where you your faith is being shaken and I want you to breathe in and expand. Feel the earth holding you right now. Feel the stars above you, the sky above you. The sun is somewhere shining out there. Breathe into it. And maybe let's just ask for any of our guides, our supporters, our loved ones, any beings in the astral plane, any higher powers to just be with us, to guide us today, to support us, to show up for us, to give us a sign that we're being taken care of. You know, keep showing me the 44444. Keep showing me the image of the Buddha to remind me that I'm being carried and that I'm being guided and that no matter how afraid I get, I know that I'll always be safe because I'll always be able to take good care of myself. You know, that, that faith, it's between me and the higher power. And that might sound a little AA, but <laughs> really, me and the higher power. If I don't think I can get myself through it, which right now, today, I don't see the clarity in this. I don't see the lesson. I don't see why I'm meant to have this lesson. So I'm surrendering up to the higher power, guide me, show me. I will follow and I will do my best to keep my heart full of love through this whole experience. So open up your heart. Stay open, stay grounded and stay in your faith and devotion and trust that you are always taken care of that you are never being punished by the universe. And then in fact, even when you feel like you're being punished, the universe is loving you. It's protecting you. It's redirecting you. It's teaching you something that maybe you just haven't learned yet. And we start asking the universe to show us the ways in which it's taking care of us, okay? Do your life map. Start to look for those signs and start to see how your frequency raises when you realize how blessed you truly are. <sighs> yeah. As I finish up here, I just surrender, 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 fall to my knees. Guide me, be with me, show me the way. My human mind is too small to see the bigness of this tapestry that is my life. I can only see this one thread right now. But I trust that my guides can see the bigger picture and that they know what they're doing. Mm. And just sharing this with you all, I, I feel so much better. Because I've never felt this way before, you know? I've never felt so unwelcomed in a space and... I know that there's a bigger meaning to all of this, and I hope that in a few weeks I get to share that with all of you. So I hope that this episode has supported you today. 
I would love to hear from you if it has. Please share it with someone who needs this message. Please get onto Apple, iTunes, leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Post this episode to your stories. If you want to work with me and you're in Salt Lake City, I'm opening my books to one-on-one Reiki clients for the summer. I am um, teaching my Wednesday night meditation circle in person at white cloud studio wednesday nights at 6 30 p.m if you want to come be in in real person with me my other in-person option is coming to our retreat in arizona and page it's may 11th so it's coming up really really fast message me i may or may not have space to get you in i'm i'm not sure when this comes out um what what the situation will be there And then I now have two, it was only one, but I think I can make space for two um, open slots for one-on-one mentoring starting in May, that's next week. So if you are looking to really work on this stuff with me, really go deeper, if you're a healer, a teacher, a guide, a coach, or if you are just someone on the spiritual path that is really looking for some next level support, you're wanting to heal your chakras, you're wanting to work in the Akashic Records, you're wanting to do some Reiki energy healing, or you're just wanting mentoring on the spiritual path or being a better healer, being a better guide, being a better yoga teacher, coach, whatever these things are, that's what this new mentorship is for. It's brand new. I just brought my first student. We're, we're initiating her into it right now, which is very exciting because she's the first to see all the new content that I've been making for it. And it's 13 weeks of open coaching. So we have a little structure. I made a 70 question chakra analytics quiz that's actually really, really cool that after you take the quiz, I will be able to actually see where your chakras are in alignment right now, where your balance is, where your excess is, um, and where we need to kind of work on things, where your deficiencies are and everything. So that's going to be a really fun way to kind of kick off what we're doing. But um, yeah, there's a lot of new special little things being sprinkled in on the side of the 13 weeks of open, open coaching. So a lot of my one-on-ones have been re-signing to stay on with me, which is amazing, such a blessing that you all want to keep working with me, but my schedule is going to uh, shrink up very quickly as these Reiki sessions and as these two new one-on-one mentees come in, um, I will likely close my books again uh, June or July. So if you're wanting to work with me in any way, if you're wanting to hang out with me, if you're going to want to do my thing get in with me. Um, Also, Sunrise Yoga is a great membership. It's my virtual yoga studio. It's $60 a month. You can have access to hundreds of yoga videos with me. I just uploaded this gorgeous tension melt 40-minute kind of wall yoga practice. And then, of course, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have our live classes on Zoom together, and the replays to those classes are sent to your inbox so that you have fresh yoga classes with me every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. And of course, you have access to me as your yoga teacher, as your guide, as whatever you need. Sunrise includes my meditation mastery course and a lot of other guided meditations. And I'm just building up what's on that membership day by day. So if you're looking for 
the cheapest way besides my podcast, which is free to, um, learn from me, to be in my world, to practice yoga with me, to practice meditation with me, go check out the sunrise membership. It's on my website. DM me if you have any questions. And I am just so excited to learn whatever lesson I'm meant to be learning right now and have an amazing summer of what were my goals? Fall in love with Salt Lake City and socialize, socialize, socialize. And if that means bringing all of my queer Latina friends to my house to warm up this neighborhood and give it a little color, then that is what we will do, my friends. We're here to spread our love and there's nothing wrong with us. I'm so, so, so grateful for all of you who are listening. I'm so grateful for this community. When I live in a world that doesn't like who I am, but I have a community that loves me for exactly who I am. You know, I, I posted a lesbian visibility day yesterday and my my assistant messaged me because the analytics just like shot off and I just said, you know, I, I needed that today. Oh, I thought I was gonna get through the show without crying. You know, it's so silly that, like, getting a bunch of likes on an Instagram post would really lift me up, but, like, if you don't know what it's like, then, like, you just don't know, but having so many, like, hundreds of people comment and, like, and support us in a time when I don't think we're wanted here, um, it just means a lot, so I just wanted to thank everybody. (laughs) And I think today is just going to be a day that I that I cry. So that's okay. Doesn't mean I don't have unshakable faith. And whenever those fears come up, I just take a big deep breath into my body and I ask, am I safe right now? Am I safe in my home? Am I safe in my body and my mind? Is my partner safe? Is my family safe? Okay. Then we're okay. Everything's fine, you know? And that little tingle of fear, that little 10% tingle of anxiety, it just dissolves back into light, back into love, back into the frequency that I carry. Okay, I'm going to sign off now. I love you so much. I would love to hear from you, and I hope you have a beautiful day.